Looking for a better way to connect to your Kickstarter audience? Looking for videos to reach out and inform your followers what exactly is going on, fulfilling campaigns, or you know, just creating content to interact with? I'm your guy. If you're an author looking to make something, a dynamic video to reach out and actually reach your Kickstarter followers, whether it's offering a cool reward, whether it's answering mail, whether it's whatever you can imagine, I can be there to help you. Check out my Kickstarter services in the description below. To keep coming back for the abuse on the show. I don't know what it is exactly, but it is the one and only Betsy Ross. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Up and down. I lost 10K last week. So it kind of, it kind of was a punch in the face. But sometimes, sometimes, you know, like as you know, life goes like this and then goes down, down sometimes in ways you don't expect. But sometimes, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. I tend to. Once you get over the punch in the face, kind of aspect of things, right? You, you, you kind of go, okay, what can I do with this? And that's kind of literally the question I, I, I've, I've kind of gone with. Um, kind of revamping some things. Like, cause not all the contracts that disappeared last week are a bad thing. I was doing a course for an organization, my podcast course, for example. And I personally always kind of wanted to do it on my own after going through that experience. Like after I did it, it was like one of those things where it's like, I'm happy I did it. I don't necessarily want to do it that way again. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to probably do some kind of like podcast course on my website. Um, that's kind of the, uh, um, that, that, that's kind of the, uh, uh, you know, the goal, the dream, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So do that short term. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Cause one way or the other, I'm going to be out of here in the spring. Even if I have to, I, I've made the decision. If I have to hitchhike from place to place, to place, to place, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I've hit that. Like I've had enough. So let's, yeah. let's, so now I just got to figure out what that other side of that fully looks like. Like, like even without, even with that, with, with those things falling through. So as a freelancer this year, I made close to 20 grand. Like, like that doesn't, that's not a ton of money, but it's like yeah. right at the border of like living wage. And if I had that contract had come through, I would have been comfortably over that hump. Right. So yeah. I'm on the right track, you know, and that's kind of how I look at it. And that's how I'm going to treat it. And then next year, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to find something that suits my skills. And that's just the way it is. And then I'm out of here. That, that, that's kind of the thing. Now, whether I do it on my own or whether I do it with a, some, through something else, I haven't figured that all out yet. You know, but that'll happen. That, that's been my last few weeks. How about you? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, much similar. Yeah. Uh, we've had quite a setback in the in the... Uh, ball python business so it's been quite a snag and then of course going through renovations of different things and life just being busy going into the sick season the flu season covid season yeah. apparently uh, uh just eh. a lot going on i i i'm i'm at this point in my life where just like i if someone tells me it's a season i'm, I'm like who's telling me this and how much money is this going to cost me I'm a, I'm a little i've hit that point in my life where it's just like i don't like life life has this weird um 
I should say this. Society has a weird horseshit met like mentality when it wants to make money off you. And and I just I'm done. I'm just kind of done with it. It's just like I that might sound very cynical, but I've hit that point in my life where it's just like if a government organization tells me the sky is blue and it doesn't matter what party or anything like that, I look up and see a blue sky. There's a little part of me in the back of my brain. It's like you agreed with them. What what what's going on? What what, what has happened here? Right? I I just I've hit that point in my life where it's just like I'm not so quick to trust any of that stuff no more. I'm just like you know what? I'm gonna worry about what I can control. And, and they people yeah. can say whatever they want about anything else. Fuck it, I don't care. I get that. Yeah. So. But I mean, hey, I got I got to read fight four, and. You've come a long way as a writer. That's what I heard. You're not the only yeah. one who said that, so I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, you're a lot more emotionally connected to your work. And that's, I think, one of the hardest things about being a writer is when we start, we have the ideas here. Right. And what you realize when you do this is like, here is important, but not as important as here. Right? That's the one that's that's uh, that 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 uh, connects to people the most, and your best stories come from here. With here, kind of like polishing it up a little bit. That that's pretty much what I've learned, and I feel like you cross that line with fight four. I don't know fight four. I mean fight one, I felt was more emotionally devoted, but that was just because it was supposed to be my only book. I was going to put everything I could in it, but. Yeah. As far as I've learned, even through just communicating with other authors on Twitter and such, uh, everyone just kind of has their own writing techniques. I've learned even editors will edit something that's grammatically correct, but I've learned, especially as a poet, that to really transfer what you're trying to get, the message, that feeling, that stopping point, if you will, or that emotion you're trying to get across, sometimes punctuation isn't grammatically correct i've learned to be emotionally evolved involved trying to relay all of that at once in one sentence in one phrase or anything i've learned punctuation or run-on sentences or whatever sometimes it's needed i i don't know i've i've fought with a lot of editors and grammar nazis out there dealing with how fight is written and it's like in the moment that's how it i felt like it should have been said there, but there, now that I ventured out, it's kind of probably just me. Well, no, it's okay. So I, I just edited another novel and there, I have a rule. Okay. I'm going to point out the quote unquote, the mistake, right? The mistake, the repetition, mm -hmm. the like little things, right? Now, yeah. now here, here, here's the thing. Did you do it on purpose? Because if you did it on purpose, it's not wrong, right? It's not wrong. And it, you have, but again, it has to, but again, it has to make sense to the story you're telling. If it doesn't make sense to the story you're telling or it like, so the, so I think, how do I, how do I do this? Objectively speaking, the goal is, can I read your stuff? Can I read your stuff and not have something hit me on purpose? It makes me stop reading. Can I just keep going through it? Does it flow, right? Does it flow? And if I can do that, if I can do that, then 
are done, then it's correct, even if it doesn't look grammatically perfect. It doesn't need to be grammatically perfect. It needs to be doesn't fit. Now, if you make me stop reading because you make me feel something, that's good. If you may, if you if you make me stop something because it doesn't all of a sudden my brain can't compute what you're doing, that's bad. And that's kind of the thing. It's like that that's the that's the magical thing. It's like, okay. I, that that just creeped me out. I need to take a break. I need to take a minute to process what you just did to me. Right? That's one thing. But the other, but but if it's okay, I was in the I was in the moment, and then I got taken out of the moment. That's when it, that's when you might listen to the editor. Editor's like I would say, ninety percent of the time correct. Five percent of the time. It's like, okay, we got to negotiate how we're going to fix this. Because sometimes their suggestion isn't going to be the right one either. But it, but again, they're coming at your yeah. book from the outside looking in. And that's the difference, right? right? Whereas, whereas you know, you know your story. So it's like, okay, is this part of the story? Or did I just catch you doing something you weren't, you like, like you fell into the habit of doing while you were writing the novel? And that's, that, yeah, right? Y'all have those habits. Yeah. Right? My worst word my, my worst word is very. Very's a bad word. Right? Because it doesn't say anything. Like I'm very happy to see you. He's like, that doesn't really say what you think it says. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I see it now as I've ventured out to other genres from the fight series. Now fight series, I mean it was entertainment but it was also a mission it was something it had more of a purpose so it was written in a unique way for a reason well now that i ventured out to other genres i'm catching where i am having issues what i'm trying to say as far as like the perspective side because you know how fight it basically followed that character it was personal with that character you're in their head you're in you know in their flashbacks but now i'm like to be you know, the narrator just telling the story, I realized I I don't know if that's fight's fault because I've been doing it for so long with that mentality, if you will. Or is that just my writing method? Is that just I want it to be so personal emotionally and everything for that character, for the reader that I kind of bounce around? Is it first person? Is it third person? Is it what is this? And I'm I'm struggling with that. So now I'm wondering I should probably get a beta reader for all my books because, because like I said, you need that outside perspective. You're just writing it from your own story, just thinking it makes sense when it may not. Yeah. So so I I, I so my last novel I just did, which was uh which was basically an urban fantasy, right? So I, I came up with a, a, a former assassin killing evil versions in the Knights of the Round. I kept it really, like, the plot's really simple. But it's really, it's actually a love story. So the way I, the way I did her voice was uh, I, as the narrator, I was a little in her head and a little not in her head, right? I wanted it to feel... Um, I wanted it to feel like you you had a sense of the tone of the, of her tone and a little bit of her voice in the narration. And you can do that with I think you can, there's a trick to doing that with every character. You just got to figure out like like who the character is. Like 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 my 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 main character like her her point of view was she's 
she's entering middle age or, or re really close to it. Not quite in her prime fighting anymore. She's a lot, she's a little smarter than she was when she was younger, right? A little smarter, right? A little, a little, a little bit more dry humor can look at life with a little bit of a, of a, can look at the bleakness of life with a little bit of a black, little dark humor, a little bit of dark humor. Um, but also like when it comes right down to it, she kicks ass, right? You know, like there, there's those, that, that, that's, that's her perspective. And when I did the villains perspectives, uh, I, I'm not going to reveal who the second villain is, but the first villain, I made him an evil genie. So I, I, I decided to make him like an evil used car salesman that you kind of wanted to punch in the face. And that was his whole attitude. It's like, can I make you want to punch him in the face? Like that, that, that's, that, that's, that, that was the whole goal. Right. Yeah. Cause it, it, cause, cause that's the feeling I wanted you to have. It's like, this guy's an asshole. I want to see him get his ass kicked. Right. And that's, that's, that's the idea. So when I do get to the point where he does get his ass kicked, you're kind of going, yeah. Or you're laughing with how she does it. Cause there's one scene in particular, right. Cause he doesn't die like a regular human being because of, because of how he, how he is. So she gets, she gets the, she gets the pleasure of shooting him twice. So it's just like one of those things where just like, and, and she's a marksman. So she hits him in the exact same spot because she's just, She's that much, she's a little bit of a show off too. So it's one of those, it's one of those things where you can have fun with the voice, but you gotta be like, you gotta figure out, okay, who is, who is she? And how can I play with that? If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It does. It's just, I think think as just like a writer there's just so much you can just mess with and that's one thing i love about fiction is you can do whatever you want with it but to not confuse the readers though i try to stick with the rule of write what i would like to you know read sure even if it was just for me but at the same time it's like but you don't want to go all just confusing jumping the perspectives or you know like the book I'm writing now, I'm jumping around. I want it to be where I'm just telling a story where I know everything that's going on. I can relay everything. But at the same time, I tend to get, I follow characters and I yeah. know that's it's, probably it, not it, good. It, no, it's actually, see, I, I disagree. I, I think, I think it is good. I think what that is, is you are, you have a plot, like you have a plan. Like this is what it sounds like. Like you yes. had a plan and, and, and your characters are laughing at your plan. And you're like, they're laughing. They've gone at you. rogue. Like, <laughs> They've already yeah. gone rogue. It was a. It started out a romance, and now it's like everyone's a psychopath. <laughs> so it's like it, it jumped. I have jumped all over the place as far as that, but not like. It, 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 it's okay. L listen, listen. I'm going to tell you this right now. I've had one guest on this show, right? She she basically wrote a murder book. We talked about murder for like an hour. Like it, like like honestly, what I've learned about people doing this show is that people have this weird tendency to be like, you know, um, you know, we all have our little, our little um, psychoses that kind of come out, want to come out and play. And fiction lets yeah. us do that in a way that's not, but it's actually constructive. Like it's not actually destructive because you're not doing it to anybody. Yeah. You're just making these characters up in your head and you're putting them on the page yeah. and they're just doing their, and they're just doing their own thing. And listen, they're doing listen. their own thing. They wrote it themselves. Yeah, that's it. What you got to accept, what you got to accept as a human being is that you're not in control. 
right? Right. I think that's the best start. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, but so so here's the thing, right? I I call it planting. See, I have a plot. I have a general plot of where the story's going to go, right? Because here's the thing. Here's the challenge. Here's the real challenge. It's about expectations. The audience expects certain things to happen because of the information you're conveying. So the question is, do I lean into it or do I subvert it? Now, if I subvert it, here's the challenge. A lot of people say, well, subverting is fun. It is. However, if you're going to take someone out, something out, you have to replace it with something equally as awesome, right? It's actually easier to play into expectations. Uh, this is what kind of asshole I am. I'll give you what you want, but not in the way you expect, right? And that's that's a better, I think, I think that's the way I think, in my humble opinion, every author should start. Because that way it's like, okay, you know what? The story's supposed to go here. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take you there. I, I wrote an Alice in Wonderland Greek mythology. Well, Alice gets out of Wonderland at the end of the story. So you know it's a dream. That's the expectation the reader has when you read Wonderland. Okay, I'm gonna play it. It's a dream. But here's the here's how I subvert it. She might not wake up from the dream. Right? That's a subversion, but it's not, but it plays into what you already expect, right? It's it's not, it's not breaking the rules. It's just, I'm, no, it's a dream. We're not, we're not going to change that. We're not going to make this something weird, but we're going to make it, we're going to keep it in the weird it's in, but we're going to do it in a way where it's like, well, there's no guarantee she wakes up. Well, there's no guarantee she wakes up. That's creates a very different kind of tension than what there was in Alice in Wonderland originally. There was no tension. She wakes up, right? So that that's the that's the difference. And so it's understanding what the expectations. And this is something that just comes with practice. You you like you know where the story is supposed to go, right? You know where the story is supposed to go. The question is, how do you get there, right? And some, and, and the thing is, the characters generally know who they are, whether you realize it or not. So, True. right? So, they know who they are. And you can kind of... Now, sometimes it's a rabbit hole-ish kind of thing. Like, you go down a rabbit hole. It's like, well, I think we went off the deep end here. Because I can't tell this story from this point of view. And that's when you got to kind of, like, you know, go... All right, I I might I may need I may need an adult, right? All right, I may <laughs> right I may need an adult here because I'm not it. Yeah. But but that's <laughs> that's 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 fine. When you're doing drafts of stories, though, it's always it's cool sometimes to go down. I feel a plot your map and compass, but it's not your only way to that destination, and it's fine sure. to play because here's the thing: I enjoy the surprise as much as the readers do. And that's where sometimes some really good, really good surprises can come about. It's like, well, I can just do this like, like, and again, I'm not saying a plot isn't, um, I'm not saying a plot isn't necessarily a bad thing, but let the story kind of tell itself. Like I, I introduce a scarier assassin in, in my novel than, than, than Corey. And that's the name, Corey the Night, which is the title, is the working title of my book. 
And the villain I introduced, I decided to do something very unusual with him about halfway through the book. Something I added a little personality quirk to him that you would not anticipate from some like someone this monstrous, right? Yeah. He, 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 he's a big pop song fan, like big, big pop song fan to such a point that he actually performs them like almost perfectly at karaoke. Like that should have been his real calling kind of thing. Right. Right. So I'm like, this is not something I put in the script. This is not like, this wasn't there. Right. Right. But, but I'm like, no, I mean, everybody's human. Everybody has to let their guard down somewhere. And for this guy, it's pop songs. He does a really cool back roots back. Like it's it, it, it's epic. <laughs> right. And now back roots back in my head. I, I'm and if it's like in your head, I'm sorry. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> back roots back. All right. Anyway. Dude, that was that was that was so big back then. <laughs> it was. And the sad thing is, I still know the words every time I hear that song. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday. But if you play that, I will I will sing along. <laughs> Your worms do that to you. Like, you know, and that's okay. So so, so it, when I do head to your neck of the woods, when I do head to your neck of the woods, okay, we'll, we'll have to take you to the karaoke. We'll go. And we'll do it. Back. We'll do it. Why not? God. Listen, I just I warn you. I have stage fright. <laughs> oh. See, I got nuts. See, I, 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 I'll then I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll go up there and make a complete ass of myself. I'm, 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 I'm an expert at that. It's really, really, really fun. And, and the beautiful thing is, you realize no one cares. And when you realize that, you can yeah. really let yourself. You can let yourself have fun, right? Right. You don't True. have to be. You, listen, I went to a karaoke. I, I stumbled accidentally into a karaoke bar about three weeks ago. I stumbled. I didn't realize it was a karaoke bar. It was a bar. I wanted. I just wanted food, right? And and, and I I I sell food, and um, and I come in. I'm seeing this karaoke. I'm going to tell you something. The people that sang put tears in my eyes. Like they were that that epically bad, but no one cared. Everybody was having fun, right? Right. It was to the point that the bartenders themselves took like smoke breaks when certain people went up on stage. Like like like. When they left, you knew it was like, oh shit, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> right? Oh no. <laughs> right. That's karaoke, right? That's that's the whole thing. Like karaoke, like like sometimes you get like this awesome performance, and then sometimes you get like, oh my god, like I am amazingly mediocre. Like, 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 like to the point of bad. Like, I'm mediocre to the point of bad. You may want to give me five dollars to stop, but I'm not gonna drive you away from the oh, room. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like she's like i get the feeling you're somewhere better than that i get the feeling you go up on stage and you sang you probably would be able to carry a you probably would carry a better tune than me i don't know about that you don't know i sing i sing like crazy i'm that weirdo and then at the stoplight you know just jamming out to different songs and singing at whatever pitch but karaoke i don't think i've ever done karaoke in person on stage cares. It's just the stage that scares you? I think it's the stage that scares me. If someone handed me a microphone when I was sitting down, I'd probably be okay. But I do not. I just have stage fright. I don't like it. You don't like it? You just don't like being, okay, center of attention kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the spotlight. You don't like that? So when you become rich and shameless with your books, what are you going to do? Are you going to, like, hire a stand-in? I don't 
think I'd ever get to that point. So I think I'm writing it. If it does happen, I'd be like, shit. Well, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like you, you know, you, I in a see in an odd way. Every time I see you talk about your series, I'm very proud of you. Because no, I, I I am because you do something a lot of creatives don't do, and that is this: you talk you you talk up your books regularly, and you you celebrate your little victories, and I think that's I awesome. I right? do. I really well. It's I admit it can be tough. Like I still struggle because I've only sold like I found out only so only sold like. 491 books since they first published back in 2017 and that's really not a lot for me that's a lot because i'm a nobody but seeing other people who can sell like 50 books in a day i that's never happened to me so it's it can be hard but i can't focus on that and i knew try to preach you know i mean do as i preach so as far as like you know, you do need to celebrate your small victories. You know, if count three good things that happened today, whether it's, I don't know, finding a penny on the ground or, you know, something, I don't know, you won the lottery. There's a lot of good in between that long range Absolutely. of things. And I think people kind of just get distracted by it. Um, well, we take for, especially we on take social for, media. Well, we take for, we, yeah, we, 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 we take for, we take for granted our, um, uh, we take for granted our, our, um, our little stuff a lot, but what I, but I've also noticed this, your sales have gone up since you started talking about your books more. Kind of. No, I, I, I mean, I, they're not I, regular. I, I, only. Well, oh, well the, the, actually that's not true. That's not true. They are regular. There's, there's small, like you might see like this month hasn't been your best month, but I remember last month, like you, you did a few dozen, you sold a few dozen books. And there are authors who are going to listen to that and go, well, that's, that's, that's not like 481 books, believe it or not, like you, you're an eighth of the way to a bestseller, right? You're an eighth of the way. It's not, it's not a, that's not a small number of books, right? It's not the biggest number of books, right? But I think one day you're going to get there. Right. You keep doing what you're doing. It, it adds like momentum adds up. Like it, it, we talk about this, like the roller coaster of the early part, like it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. Right. But what eventually happens, what I've noticed is that the, the ups go higher, the lows sadly go lower <laughs> sometimes. Right. But the, 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 they do, they do lower. But I mean, at the same time, like you got to look at it. You've got to look at it from the point of view of you're getting out there. I mean, okay. So like I told you, like I lost about 10 K right. Two weeks ago. So there's, there's two ways of looking at this. Okay. The first is, yeah, I lost 10 K and that sucks. But the second thing is, yeah, I was in a five figure conversation about my business. I never been in a five figure conversation with my business prior to that point. And it probably won't be the last time. Right. It probably won't be the last time, but it's all about learning. Like I, I tend to look at it like a sports analogy. You got to first learn how to lose to learn how to win. And then when you learn how to do those things, you learn how to have fun. Right. Cause you can lose gracefully. You can be like, okay, I can shrug it. Off. Like, yeah, it hurt, but I can shrug it off and keep going. Right. Then I win. I get really big, like, like bigger deals, bigger, um, bigger options come my way that weren't there before 
how do I handle success? How do I handle failure? Right. And those things matter. You know what I mean? They do. It, it takes it takes time to um, it takes time to get there sometimes. Right. Sometimes it really, really, really does. But you you have to learn these things. I think it's a progression. And for people that in this world, I think more than any, more than ever, um, a lot of us get used to losing and just losing. Right. And I think that's a trap. Right. So uh, when victories do come your way, you get you and your imposter have like a little conversation at that point. Right. I think I ring a bell. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Is that? Yeah. Right. First you learn to lose, but then don't get used to it. Then you have learned to win. And once you learn to win, then you can learn to have fun. Hopefully. Right now, it's just trying to get people to read it. People say they're going to read the fight series, but I haven't really heard anything back. And then it's hard to know, like, is that it? Is that all fight can do? It's like. Well, okay. What I've had before. So you've sold. Okay. This is how you got to look at this. Okay. You've sold 400 books. That's not, that's not a small number. That's not a small number. It's not the biggest, but it's not the smallest either. There are people who've sold 12, right? You've done a lot better. I think you give yourself credit for going as far as you have. Now, here's the thing. Here's the, no, you, it, that, again, it doesn't sound like much, but it adds up. It adds up, right? So people that are going to read your stuff. How many of them are going to actually, you know, leave a review? How many people are going to do that? I'm in a weird spot with Fight 4, but I definitely have to review for Fight 1, right? And um, and the spot is, folks, is I kind of helped edit in Fight 4, so it's a little, I don't know if I'm I'm qualified to, it's, called, it's a conflict of interest for me to do that. Um, right. So... Right. So I can't give it a review. I can honestly say, and, and I and I say this with no bias, like your writing in fight for is you've taken significant leaps and bounds. You've learned. So yeah, I mean, you, you, you gotta you, you gotta like look at it from that perspective, but also look at it like this. People are reading it, and what you're gonna have to do at some point, and this the part's gonna scare you a little bit. I'm sure there are conventions near you or book fairs near you. So you get the next step for you is to actually go out into Maybe. the public public eye, sell your books in person. And then yeah. I bet you what's going to start to happen, what's going to start to happen there too, is you're going to see people that read your stuff. They're going to come back to you and say, Hey, listen, I really read your stuff. You, you, like, yeah, I've read some of your reviews. Um, some of them on Twitter, some of them there, like you've made it, you have made an impact on people's lives. So, and you'll get more of that in person and you get like, you'll blush really red because you'd be like, I, I, I didn't do this. I did. Right. Right. Because that's, that's going to be again, learning to win. Right. But you, but, but what, what's next for you is like, you're going to have to put yourself in public places to push your stuff and learning how to sell that way. And that's the next step for you. And that means you're going to have to, you're going to have to in some ways get used to the public speaking part of this deal. 
Well, I'm usually okay when it comes to interviews and such, but like actually getting out there, I don't know. There have been times where I'm like, I need to probably make time to go somewhere because I, I live in a podunk town. I have to go to the big cities to really go to the cool events. Um, but even but they're small, like, like craft fairs, right? I mean, you got craft well, yeah, fairs near you. So. Start yeah, there. We got that. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. Start there. It's a good way to cut your teeth. It's a good way to cut your teeth in this, right? So you can prep yourself for bigger things. You, look, the first time I did a, a big city event, I, I it was overwhelming. I also wasn't fully ready, so I went in there and I got my I got my ass kicked, right? Something fierce, right? And and I wish I had had a smaller venue to start. You have, and sometimes smaller venues are because they're more intimate. You get to make a bigger impact. Again, you may not see as many people, but sometimes right. it's not, not. Sometimes it's not about many people. It's sometimes it's the right people, right? That's what fights for anyway. Yeah. So, um, like seriously, what you should be doing, and this is this is just me being like spitballing with you here, is you should be looking at your local craft fair. I'm sure you got a monthly one somewhere. Right, a couple monthly ones, probably in a couple different places. Right, you you call them up and go, "Hey, listen, my name is Betsy. I'm awesome and made of cheese and or whatever the hell that whatever the heck the the intro is for you." I got. The, I was wondering if you had a table where I can sell my books, and they'd be like, "Well, yeah, we got a table. It'll cost you like twenty or thirty bucks to come out and do it. And you you go out for the day, bring some coffee or food and stuff, and." You get to sit there, talk to your neighbors, you know, make a little bit of an ass of yourself in a fun way and then talk to me people, talk to them about your series and go, hi, I'm Betsy. And if you freeze up and here's the thing, the cool thing about craft shows too, let's say you suck. Let's just say you completely suck at, at, the, at it, okay? You lose 30 bucks. It's not a big deal. You've learned, right? You've gone through that process. You've learned it. And it's it's a step to getting comfortable where you where you can go to a bigger city and do a convention and kick butt. You learn how to do that here, where the stakes are lower. Learn to have some fun with it, and then then you can go up up into like the bigger events and be like, like I'm not overwhelmed so much now. I can handle this shit. Right. That makes like, sense. Uh, you're like, ah, shit, I have to go contact these local store, these people now because it fucking <laughs> does make sense, right? But that's no, the next step does. for you. Yeah. It's the next step for you. Like, like the internet can only go so far. Like, there are advantages to it, for sure. But, I mean, doing shows, meeting people, going yeah. to events, you, you have to do that stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just trying to find different ways on how to get out there because, you know, I had recently gotten a TikTok. I've, you know, I've been trying to be more, um, oh, what's the word? I guess active just on all the platforms. But all lately, it's just been bots and just ads and such. And then it just makes it no, no point. Because like TikTok, I thought that was great. You know, I was getting 700 800 views and then all of a sudden it was like i was just i'm barely getting 200 if that 
and then I just have a bunch of bots following me just like everywhere else. And it, it just makes it hard for the, the little man to really get a voice out there. Yep. It's constant stuff. Especially on a got, dark topic. Well, well, it, it's, it's, it's also, I, I'm very torn on TikTok. There's a lot of potential to be very explosive on it, but at the same time, I feel like if you have that, it, it, it feeds into ADD big time. Cause he like all these, all those shorts are like, these are 30 seconds at most. Like, what the fuck am I getting into here? And, and then you hear these stupid sound effects for no reason. It's like, what kind of stupid shit is this? Right. But I mean, and I'm, I'm just me being middle-aged and crazy. It's like, what the hell is this? Right. But, yeah. but, but like, Hey, I mean, I can't like, I looked at the numbers on TikTok, and I'm just like, okay. I can't really argue the numbers. I really can't. Like the numbers are there, and you see, like the reach is is, is possible, but it also it may not be for you. Like that's the other thing too. Like just because it's the biggest thing doesn't mean it's necessarily your best thing, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, like for you, I, I, for you, I, I again, I'm, I mean, considering your subject matter up until this point, at least, um, you know events that reach out to veterans would feel like the best spot for you to go to, but I don't know. That's, 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 well, that's been my, my goal since the beginning was, was veterans. And then of course their families, but you know, it's still a dark topic. I mean, not everyone's all, you know, jumping for joy to talk about their feelings or read about them. Um, But that's where marketing fight. I mean, it can be for entertainment. You don't have to have PTSD to read it. And even if no, you do, it, it's, it, it's just a, I mean, it's just a fictional story. You can just see it just like that, but it, it might make you feel things. That's the only thing. But if you're a family member of a veteran, then I would say it's definitely an eye opening story just to read because the emotions are very real. A lot of the situations are real maybe not for your veteran or for every veteran, but it is, they're important to talk about. They're important to bring to light that things are happening in the veteran community that not everyone's talking about or willing to talk about. I, I, I think it's what I liked about your series was it's, it's also, it's a good dip into the mindset, like maybe police officers, maybe Mm -hmm. firemen, right. They might, understand that mentality a little bit more right because of what they deal with on a regular basis some of them anyway um and to emts too i should mention them as well um because that they what they see and experience see sometimes as well but but when you get right down to it right most people don't have a context for that kind of headspace they just don't and they don't have to right just the nature of how they work so getting into that headspace i think once you do like one of my favorite things what you do is you do a fantastic job of getting into the headspace of of okay this is how you see the world and that's the most eye-opening thing i think from the outside looking in is you just realize like okay there are whole worlds of stuff going on that a soldier sees that the average civilian has really no clue about. 
hard truth. Yeah. Well, it's you have to. It's what you do. Hi, we're gonna we're gonna deal with a terrorist threat, or we're going into another country. We're fighting people for very very who see the world differently than even we do, and you deal with that stuff day in and day out. And then when it's over, then when it's over, like how the hell do you go back to normal from that? You've seen what you've seen. You can't unsee it. And yeah. And honestly, would you want to at this point? Like you are who you are now and you have this experience and like like telling someone to go back to normal or you gotta turn off the thing that made you you it can't be done and it shouldn't be done. Right. I, I think that's the other thing is I don't think it necessarily should be done. It's like, okay. So, I mean, personally, I, 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 this is just a personal spitball here. So forgive me if this sounds a because you've seen some of the bigger issues of the world, right. There's a lot of people in the military, the Marines, the, the armed forces, the, you name it they have different approaches to how to solve problems, bigger problems. I think we'd be in a better place. I'm not saying give them carte blanche power to do that, like hard to do whatever the hell they want. What I am saying though, is that's a perspective and experience. that's not being tapped into fully. That probably should be um, because let's be honest, the world's again, the, you see the world in different light. So let's use that to make a better world. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I wish it was that simple. Uh, in my, well, I, sim, sim, simple is, I think, I, I think simple is, is, is simple isn't easy. Right. Simple mm-hmm. isn't easy. Right. Simple is, okay, this is, this is just an obvious path. But how do you get to obvious stuff? Like, um, okay, we're, I, I, I don't see you as much of a video game person. You might be. I don't know. I, I, I could see you being ultra competitive in a video game. Like, I could see. I, 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 I Yes. I was. I, I stopped playing, but, oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I figure you, you're hyper competitive. But still, one of my favorite games of all time is Tetris. And Tetris, yes. if you sit. Tetris is Tetris is one of the simplest games ever made, ever. Right? It's a simple concept, but that's its genius. Simplicity, like someone had to figure that out. Someone figured that out, and all they really did was they saw the world in a different way than everybody else saw it. Now, to get mm-hmm. to the point where the game came out and the release and stuff like that, that's a whole nother story, right? It's not easy to be simple. It really isn't. It's super, right? It's not easy to be simple. People confuse simplicity with ease. It's not. Simplicity is a state of mind. And to to, um, get there, to truly get there, you have to, you have to, be willing to be willing to follow through. And that's not easy. That usually requires some, some very fundamental changes on the inside um, to get to that point. Um, like I said, we live in a society, like I said, I just pointed out a very practical use for people that, that 
being served, right? They see the world differently and use those skills in different ways. You know, like like fix the infrastructure in the in the country. I can't think of a more qualified group of people that would I think happily do it too, right? But at the same time, right? There the the systems the systems in place are there for a reason too. And not all, not always bad, good reasons, not always bad reasons, but the systems in place to change that system would requires work on a bunch of sides, right? It, re, it would require a change from from the side of how we normally do things. Now we have to get rid of it to replace it with something new. Do we want to do that? And that's a that's a that's a question, right? And it's not always an easy one. No, there's a lot of variables involved, partially because yeah. people don't like change. That's part of it. That's part of it. But part of it is also just, just again, it's it's a perspective that's not mean. It's not really heavily considered, right? But it's there. It can be done, um, right? And again, it's simple, but it's not easy. What was your video game? I'm curious. What was the game of your choice? Oh, I haven't played in years. I do love Tetris, but I had a PlayStation back in the day. What was you? I'm just curious what the game was. I don't know. You don't need it. Listen, you don't need to have played for years. I just, I'm just curious. Well, Spyro the Dragon was one of my bigger ones. Of course, I had 007. And then, of course, uh, Crash Bandicoot. Okay. So you are so you you love the side scrolling. You are a side scrolling gamer, and, and yeah, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, it, 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 listen, side scrollers. I still I still listen. I I am old enough to remember Super Mario Brothers one, two, I and love three. Them too. Yeah, yeah. My favorite my favorite one is actually Super Mario World. Although I got to admit. Like Super Mario Brothers, the uh, Tanuki suit and Mario Three was probably the most busted thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it was just busted, right? But I mean, so yeah, that's right. I'm old enough to remember those video games. That's why they've never made anything as good as that Tanuki suit. Something about being invincible for five seconds at a time is probably a little too good. <laughs> it's a little too good, folks. Yeah. Right. But but um. It, it's one of those things where like no like side scrollers are great like my favorite games from that era was i'm a super mario kart person i love mario kart i i enjoyed those mario games but i also like i got to more sophisticated stuff like zelda but again that that requires a certain degree of patience and time now when i'm younger i have all the time in the world now that i'm older it's just like i don't always have this time anymore Right. <laughs> no. I, I can I, I can get it in like little bunches here and there, but that's about it. Yes, good times. Yeah. Okay. Hyper hyper competitive Betsy. It's like, okay, what the we'll have to so I, now I know this too. It's just like okay, well I'll have to I'll have to keep this in mind. If I play you something like air hockey or foosball or something like that, you might just try to take my lunch money. I love those games. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, air hockey, I'm still go okay at. I'd have to get back into I haven't played it in a few years, but I'm still okay at air hockey. Foosball, I suck. But I I I'm willing I willingly suck. It's yeah, okay me too, at, but still it's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. 
air hockey, air hockey, uh, I was very competitive with my dad for years and years and years and years. He can't do it anymore. Like he's no longer in in the reflexes, the reflexes anymore to do it. So now we just play basketball. It will just shoot. Yeah, it will just shoot now because he 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 can still do that. But yeah, when he was yeah his his uh his when in my heyday when I was a kid, man, we would we would we would like like play and uh uh my hand, my fingers got really tough after a while because i would just hit like they would just like bang just would hit yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah Not for the hands. yeah good times so hyper so i note to self betsy is competitive keep that in mind keep that in mind okay so is it so unfortunately you, no that's <laughs> a, i don't think that's a again i don't think necessarily they're bad things i think i think it's about when you use those oh things, not at right? all right right yes Precisely. right yeah like you like you're like again you've, you've told me you're 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 regular like you raise kids you you have like a, your own like business on the side you got you're right and 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 I, I think it's a farm right so between all those things if you didn't have a competitive nature you couldn't do it maybe Maybe I I don't know why I do what I do. I don't know how I do what I do. I just do it. Yeah, I don't know. That's okay. Kind of just accepted that I'm just out there trying to do it all. There's nothing wrong with that. It, like it's exhausting. For sure. Listen, trying to look. kill myself slowly. <laughs> well, no, no, you, you're you're trying. You're trying. Okay, again, I've talked to you a few times. Mm-hmm. You're just looking. You're like you're looking for what makes you happy. That's it. And that's like like we talked. I mentioned this at the beginning. You learn to lose, then you learn to win, then you learn to have fun. I think with what you've been through, right. You know, you just woke up one day and said, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of feeling this way and I'm going to change. And I think your whole journey has been about becoming whatever that ideal inside you is. You've been, you've been seeking that ideal. And I think that's admirable. I think that's admirable. I think the things you've accomplished, you should be very proud of all of them, big, small. It takes an in- honestly like there are look i i look i do my do i do freelancing i do a side gig as well i don't have the family stuff i don't know how i don't know how i would do doing what i'm doing with a family maybe i'd be better maybe i'd be worse i don't know um but you've somehow been able to like you've been looking for the things that have made you happy in your life like you things you and i think part of that for you was looking for the things you've always wanted and you've worked at them right and you've worked to make these things a reality and i think that's a fantastic thing now the big the big question is are you happy i hope so that's the but that's the big question Right? Are you happy with this? And I hope you stop at some point long enough that you give yourself that opportunity. And if you are happy, if you are happy, and that's my sincere hope for you, you give yourself a minute, even if it's just a minute, 
take a deep breath, smile, and enjoy what you've accomplished. Because if anybody deserves that, it's you. Well, one aspect of it is I finally made it to the end of the fight series, but now that it's done, it's not really going anywhere. So it's like, I'm happy I did it. And I've met all sorts of people because of it, veterans, mm -hmm. civilian, even from across the world, meeting new people, talking with people, especially people from other militaries across the country or across the world who are allies of america's and it's so neat that we're actually a lot similar than people might think and oh, yeah. it's it, just having those those type of conversations those just eye-opening moments have been everything to me and hearing the testimony still that people have you know stopped committing suicide because of they picked up my book marriages were saved because they read my book that can't be topped, but yeah. to know, I mean, now I'm like, but I want to be not like JK Rowling style, but or level, but I hey, definitely hey, want to be a bestseller. I would love to be somewhat known, not at the top. I just want to be not a nobody anymore. A no name yeah, author. But, but, so, but, but, but you're not nobody. Like like five hundred like, people know me, but that's but no, 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 no. Okay, let 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 let's talk about prestige because that's what you're talking about. There's a little more more prestige. Okay, that's what you're talking about. This podcast won an award years ago, like at like a big one for like one of the bigger ones. And like the Canadian Science Fiction Association rewarded me with an award for this podcast. That's pretty cool. My book, Alice Zero, got nominated for a poetry award uh, two years ago. I have learned, and the thing is, I'm not the biggest name. I'm not the smallest name. I've had, I've had, I've had weeks where I've had 2,000 listeners. I've still had weeks when I had nobody listen to this show. Right? It goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and up. What I've learned, what I've learned, and this, this is, this is, this is just thing. You are getting like it's a roller coaster, right? You're going like this. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that um, you're going to realize that people will know you. But I think by the time you notice it, you truly notice it, right? Is it's not going to it's not going to matter in the way you think it does. I think right. I, uh, um, I wish, here's what I wish for you. This is what I wish for you. I wish for you to get a moment in the sun so that you understand what that feels like. But then, so there was a commercial, and this is, this is going to date me. Holy shit. Like, this is when the Dallas Cowboys last won the Super Bowl. That's how all long ago this commercial was. Okay, Emmett Smith was the running back for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So they had a commercial with him. And there was a moment he's like, hey, I won the Super Bowl. I'm going to take a minute. Like he's working. He's about to work out. And he's like, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy this. Takes a deep breath. He goes, <clears throat> yeah. And he starts. He grabs weights. Starts going back to work. 
and I, I think that's I think that's one of the best approaches to um, um, recognition. I, I find it's a byproduct of your work. It's the byproduct, not the goal. So again, right? It's the byproduct. So one day you're going to wake up. You're going to get an email like I got one day, a mysterious email. Like, hey, dear Mr. Nominee. Wait, what the fuck? Cool shit. And that's great. And it'll be a great moment. And whether you win or you don't win, you're going to feel elated. So what I'm hoping then for you is you see it for the opportunity it is to help boost your sales. Cause I'm, I'm a capitalist all the way. I'm like, you know what? I'm how can I make money with this? There's a little bit of that in me, but at the same, at the same time, um, prestige is in many ways, it's nice to have, but it's the least important thing. You're right. Right. It's the least important thing. And it'll often come when you least expect it. All right. It'll often come when you least expect it. And it will come when it doesn't ma- matter as much as you think it does. And that's kind of how I, I like it. Right. Right. Now, that all said, that all said that the day, the day you sell your 1000th book, right, right. And you will sell it, and it'll probably be sometime next year. I'm actually going to bet money. Probably another on six years. It took six years just to no, get no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, it's going it, it, to be. It's going to be faster because it, you've been selling more faster. It's been maybe. happening more and more. No, no, there's no maybe. I, I, I've been, I've been watching your count, <laughs> right? Like you sold a lot more books this year than I think you realized, right? Maybe. Maybe. All right. So you, you sold a lot more than you realize. You you broke I, a quarter of your sales. Of that those sales you're talking about happened this year. At least a quarter, right? If you did the math on it, at least a quarter of them. No, no, no maybe I know. I I, 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 when you you you, you post your <laughs> little victories, I'm like, uh, I remember one one month. I think it was 42, 43. Another month it was twenty, and that's that's two months at sixty books right there. Da 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 da. And and, and and I remember sometimes when you had your victory, I would respond to you, and the month's not over yet, right? And that's the thing, right? Yes. You remember, right? So yes. So if you if if we're gonna do if we're gonna be very honest with our math, I think the lesson, the biggest lesson from you to learn is. You've been talking and talking and talking about your series for a long time. And in the last few years, last this year especially, you've gotten more traction. Now, again, it's not like, like, like it's not like a rocket. It's more like, you know, it's more like a, um, uh, a glider, right? It's more like a glider. It's going up slowly. But you have, but this year you sold probably I, I i would i would estimate just based on what i've seen probably somewhere around 120 to 150 books this year i'll have to look into that that yeah do the math do the math i know it's at least 100 do some math right it's at least 100 that. yeah it's more than you think i know that for sure it's more than you think 
So if you've done that, if you've done that, then take comfort in the fact, right? Take comfort in the fact that it will, it will come faster and more often as you keep releasing more books, as you keep doing your thing, right? It's not going to make a huge, again, it may not be these big, like, it may not be big stuff right away, but over time, right? I could see you hit a thousand next year, but maybe, okay, maybe it takes you two years. Maybe it takes you two years, but you're going to hit it with, I think you're going to hit it sooner than later. We'll see. I mean, it's really not for the sales, especially with fight. Fight's really not for sales. It's really to get the word out there. It really is. It's a mission. It's everything. But, yeah, but the more people uh, but, who can get a hold of it is better. Yeah. But again, again, you're going to get there. It's okay. And it's okay to be proud of that, too. It's okay. Oh, it's, I will be. I yeah. will be dancing. I, will you film the dance? Oh, I I will dance if that happens. Hey, if you sell a thousand books, what, what kind of dance are we getting? Like, are we getting like a like a like a? I don't know. Like a, I I want I want like a football style touchdown dance. Dun, 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 dun. Oh lord! <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I I, listen. I I I I don't know your I don't know your significant other that well, but I will in the bet. It's like, honey, if I do, if I sell a thousand books, would and I do a football style touchdown? Would you be part of it? He'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just do it. Right? He might. He, he, he would. Might. He would. Or give give you like a football with like a thousand on it, and it's like you, you spike, like you just go in there and spike the ball. And <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh my goodness. See. See. Think you think of, yeah, you think of something. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. You think of something. I, I'll watch. I promise. Mm-hmm. I will watch. I I will watch. I'll be like, yes, that's right. Maybe maybe show oh. like an M- MC Hammer GIF, like you know, like Donna. God. <laughs> Again, I'm aging myself big time. This, <laughs> this episode is just joshing. Uh, so what would you describe your current work of fiction? Like, it's not like military, or is it military? Is it like is it more thriller? Is it like why would you describe it as? I'm still trying to figure out how to describe it. Uh, right now, it's uh, down in Georgetown. It was meant to be a romance, but it's kind of more of a. I don't. I don't think it's action. I don't really know what to call it. To be honest, again, I need a beta reader to help me describe it because thriller action because of the whole mobsters being in there, but. That's right. It's really a romance. It was meant to be a romance. Yes. So so much fun. I'm really enjoying writing it. Yeah. It's the first book I've had that actually has an outline. And so far, we're barely following the outline. It's 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 still a guide, but it's, it's, (laughs) I've gone off script so much. (laughs) But that's, but that's okay. Um, Like, that's the fun of it, really. It's, like you said, the characters, they think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they all think authors are crazy. But when we say authors go, I mean, authors, the uh, characters go rogue. It's a thing. It's just like yeah. you start writing it and, the, and you sense the characters developing their own personalities. It's like you feel it more. You know them more. It's almost like you're becoming best friends all of a sudden. Yeah, they're in your head. But it's like you're starting to understand more of that character and all of a sudden, you'll write or you'll type out this phrase or something they do. And you're just like, 
okay, that's not what I was originally intending them to do or say. And it's so, again, they just kind of go off grid a little bit. I'm still following my outline, but this is the first story I've used an outline for. But um, so it makes it interesting. Well, yeah, well, it's so you don't get lost, right? It's so you don't get lost, like, right? It's like, okay, I can go down this rabbit hole. Wait, it's not where the story's supposed to go. Okay, hold on, stop. This is where you need (laughs) care to have a conversation. But this is what happens. Like, okay, stop. Where are we going with this? Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. Because because we do need to go here somehow. So I I I don't care how you get there, but you we got to get there. And 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 sometimes the character goes. And, and, and sometimes the character goes like this. I, I, I don't care about your stupid outline. And I'm like, well, okay. But where are we going? Then where are we going? Then where yes. are we going? Do you know? Okay. Do you know where we're going? Right? Because I don't mind making it work. Right? So I don't mind making this work. Yeah. And uh, and that's and that's the thing. Um, but you gotta make it work. Because if it don't work, then 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 I'm in trouble. And then um um then 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 i get then i get then that's when people like you know um think this story makes no sense like because here's the thing it's gotta make some sense because if it doesn't then the character goes to you then then the then the readers go we lost we we lost you lost the plot and you can't use the excuse the character made me do it right 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 it's like you can't use it it's like kind of yeah can't use it It, it, it's got it's got Sorry, it, it, it's more interesting though when you do let loose a little bit, if you will. Because, oh gosh, I think my outline's showing like twenty-seven points, and I'm only on six, and I've made it to chapter six. So it's so one way or another, I'm coincidentally following my plot, but there's like yeah. other parallel stuff going on in the background, and so it's very, and it's like that wasn't my intention to be such a dark story, but it's turning into i mean i think i don't know if it falls into the it has mad it has gangsters in it so it's like but it's not your typical mobster story so i'm like this is corny it's gonna be stupid but i'm really enjoying it so i'm like i don't know maybe i just like corny and stupid i don't know i don't know but it's a great story to me (laughs) hey hey, listen i i i i still love i still love um again i'm aging myself big time here bugs bunny's take on al capone so there's so 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 he'd fight Al Capone a couple times. My favorite was out out was was Al Capone would count money. So he goes, I one for you and, and one for you, one for me, and then yes. two for you and one, two for me, and three for you and one, two, three yes. for me. And just like Yes. You're right. That's that that that's that that's that's an interesting way of doing it. And then Bugs just stole all the money with just becoming different characters. One for you, one for you, one for you. It's just like yeah. Yep. See, this is why, folks. My brain's a little warped as it is. This, this, this stuff right here is why. But I mean, but, um, but I mean, it's that's so the thing. Scary. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. We, we. The thing about outlines is, I find that they they give you the freedom to grow a story because you have this base concept in your head, and oh, pardon me, and. We get to explore the surface uh, beyond the surface of what that actually is. I think, and that's where characters can kind of go in their own direction. It's really, really interesting. Now, again, if you're going to break the script, this is this is my rule. 
right? If I'm going to break the outline completely, is what I have here more interesting than what I had initially thought about? Is it more interesting? If the answer is yes, I will figure out how to make it work. If the answer is no, this is like me watching YouTube, right? I've just gone down all these rabbit holes and I, I, I'm lost. And now I started, I, I started, yeah. I started watching like, you know, first take. And now I'm, now I'm watching Dan Bass doing heaven is a place on earth. And I'm like, I did not start here. How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. Right. right? And that's exactly. YouTube. And, and we all, we all know like, so we want to avoid the, the YouTube rabbit hole. That's what we want to avoid, right? We want to avoid that, but yeah, no the characters. You want you want a story to feel organic. That's the thing. You want it to feel like it's something that you could feel could happen, even in the context of what you're doing, right? And that's that's the uh, caveat. The 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 um, the tweet I should say, or the 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 the, the conceit there we go that's the right word conceit is if you're going to tell your story you got again going back to what i said you've got to figure out what the expectations of the story are going to be and then you're going to have to figure out how do i fulfill them or how do i the the uh how do i fulfill them how do i detract right or how do i fulfill them or how do i subvert them in a way that's better than the expectations i'm laying out there for people right in my novel i i had a i had a i had a master plan for my own plot and then i accidentally revealed another villain i'm not going to give that one away because it's too it's too um yeah. it's too perfect it's too perfect <laughs> i understand right? yeah i understand but but it ties but the thing is i figured out how it ties into the story in a way that made sense with the story I'm told, right? And, and yeah, that's it. But it's like, it's still about, it's still about, you know, it's still about, you know, killing killing that night. It's still about, you know, the stupid magical item he has. It's still about, you know, how do I deal with him? And it, it's not that different than what I initially planned. Not that different, but it's different enough. It's a little bit, it's a little bit like, but it wasn't what I planned initially. But I set it up. I realized I like I actually set this up here. Mm -hmm. I'm a genius by accident. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yes, you got to give yourself that boost. I am. Yes, I'm a natural. <laughs> yes, right. yeah, like I'm a natural. That's right. I, I'm an I, okay yes. accidental genius or genius. Yes, okay. that's right. That's what we're gonna do, right? But that's it. Yes. It's got to feel. It has to feel. It was, I'm still like, now, now I'm having my own betas going through this. It's like, is the payoff better? I'm a little worried. Again, I'm worried I stuck to, I, did I stick to the landing or did I fell on my ass? Like, you know, right. you know that gymnast that performs that amazing flip at the end. They have to land it. They have to land it. If they fall, it's like, oh, yeah. oh. And you feel it and you can feel yeah. it too. It's like, oh. And then, but if they hit it, you're like, yeah. Awesome, right? Right, yes. and right. You want you want to feel that. it's like, yeah, you did it, right? You, you don't want them to feel like um, you don't want them. You don't want them to feel like they are um, 
you don't want them to feel like they hit their ass. You want them to feel like, you know, they hit that landing. And that's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes that's hard to do. Agreed. All right. So do you know when the book's going to be ready? Not completely. I've been moving pretty rap rapidly with it. I mean, I've made it to chapter six. No idea how what my goal is. Fight. I had a set structure. I knew what I was going for. But, you know, I've made these points on my outline. So I can only guess on how long it's going to be. But and then, of course, it keeps adding more to it. The backstories and the parallel stories and all this stuff happening at once. It's kind of like leapfrogs it. So I'm trying to make sure they tie in and make sense. And so I'm hoping next year, as like I said, if I can keep up with the pace I've been at, but with so much going on lately, I'm trying to do some extreme multitasking as usual, but with the holidays. Mm. Uh, ah, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, I'm going to be launching stuff in the next few months because I'm, again, my goal is I'm out here by spring. So I don't know if that's going to be, if next month's going to be a great time for it. But fuck it, like like life's, it's it's now or it's never. That's how I kind of I kind of how I view life, right? It's now, it's never. Yeah, I got to make my decisions. So, so I mean, you, you do what you got to do. Like I so said, you got family, you got other obligations, and I know that. And but probably next year, sometime you'll get you'll get at least the first draft done. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I hope so. Uh, because I've been very excited to write it. It's become like my new focus. Uh, I've got other things started as well, but it's just with the whole snake business now at a big setback financially and everything. And then been doing renovations on the house and the snake room and everything. My priorities have just kind of went up in the air. So it was kind of hard. And then of course, trying to get fight series fight collection out there because now that the fight collection was finally published and i finally have an audio book for each of the four books in fight i've been really trying to push promoting those but i've i feel personally that i've lost momentum on all of that i thought that by the collection would be um a great oh what's the term like a revamp on the whole promoting and advertisement of the series itself it's well it's weird because okay in comics trade paperbacks make it, it create a different access to different audience it's harder with books all right it's harder but at the same time i also think it's like this is one of those things i think on the long term you're going to be grateful you have it because you, you can do this like this like it's like a stephen king's green mile okay when it initially came out, it was a bunch of small books, which was fine, you know, for its time. But eventually now, if you look at it, all that exists is the Green Mile regular novel. There's no parts one, parts two, parts three, part four, part five. I think it was six parts altogether. So, so I mean, I think I think that in, in the long game, you did good. In the short game, it might be, it might feel like a step back. It might. But I think in the long game, I think you're going to feel like, okay, I'm glad I did this. Because now you have this option, right? Now now you have this, like, way of doing it, right? You Again, so you're going to have to go to craft shows. You're going to have to practice this there, right? 
So you, you can go, you have both copies. You have the big, you have the big, the big book. Everybody can buy the whole thing. And then you bring like fights volume one, like just fight volume one. Well, you know what? Maybe the whole series doesn't feel like it for you. But you can try the first book, right? So you, 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 can, you can gateway drug them that way, you see, right? It's like, okay, this feels like a little too big for you. Okay, I understand. Here's the first one, and this will this will work out. I think what will happen with you is, like I said, I think, yeah, I think for you the next step is going out in a public place and go, hi, I'm Betsy. I'm awesome. These are my books, right? This is the fight series. It kicks ass. And uh, this is this and, and and go from there, right? And, and that will be the that will be the um, challenge. But I also think the fact that you have a multi-volume series, right? I think that you have a multi-volume series. I think um, I think the fact that you have a finished series now, it opens it will open more doors for you in the long run, especially when you release your next book whatever that is, whether it's gangsters and by the way, is it modern gangsters or is it old school gangsters? It's old school. Okay. So, 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 uh, that, well, it's, it's, I don't know if people are going to like it or not. I like the 1940s. So I stick yeah. with the 1940s and, but it, they have some of today's technology. So I kind of created a, uh, multiverse if you will like some things may not make sense to certain people who will have to have it a certain way because i love the 40s i love everything about the 40s i bring in their vehicles i bring in their weapons i bring in a lot of things from the 40s but they have like phones they have like cell phones they have like some of our our technology nowadays so it kind of incorporates a little of both our world and their world oh so i mean so it's got a bit of a fantasy element to it Kind of. Fantasy, I mean, I didn't want to just stick with. Good. It's so fantasy, fantasy, a little historical, a little gangsters. It's like you just. Yeah. You, That's this, the beauty the, of fiction, though. You know, <laughs> you, you, know like, you can, and you know what? Cross genres is very, very popular these days. So don't don't feel bad. You got your thriller, fan, urban fantasy, romance, gangster, like pieces is a whole bunch of different things. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. I'll can, need to find some beta readers. Oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe we can talk about it when it's all said and done. So, Miss Betsy, I just want to say this: um, Happy holidays! Thanks for coming back. I think we have an interview here. What do you think? I think so. Kind of. You think so? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Well, we kind of jumped topics. It wasn't like an interview. Like, hey. Why did you write it this way? Why, you know, whatever. It was more of just general conversation. Yeah, but that's the best. Betsy yeah. the human being is a wonderful person. And Betsy the human being, if I just talk about talk about different topics, would maybe be a touch more comfortable, but we wouldn't feel as authentically you. And I like and I think authentic Betsy is awesome, Betsy. That's just me. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's easy to lose yourself in this world. So it's nice to, to know I, I still got it. I can still be me. Uh, well, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm way, I'm way, 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 way too old to, um, 
again, I, I, I've come to, I've come to, I've come, I've come to this like conclusion is I'm just way too old to, um, um, you know, I don't give a shit as much anymore. And then I find that's a, I find that's a very, very good thing. Oh, okay. I have, I have, okay. That's cool. What you did there. I, I, I so folks, I'm going to do this here. So it's yeah, I'm going to be posting this. Give me a second right here because I'm a trained professional. This is the fight collection right here, folks. This is the Canadian version, not the... If you got a website you want to you promote, promote, you should probably, you know, let, let me see that so I can put it up there for folks. This is your, this is your current release, right? So... Yes, the collection. That is correct. So, 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 what do you want to say about the collection? Come on, you, this this is your time. Collection. The collection is really just a combined of all the four books. It's the same manuscript or anything. I had a few questions about that. It's it's just the story, but it's uh, it's still emotional, whether you've served or not. It's definitely eye-opening. It's thought-provoking. It's a great discussion starter of some things, especially realizing what resources a lot of the veterans need in our world. Um, and it's not just financials. I think that's the heartbreaking thing, especially, I mean, there's a lot of veteran groups out there who are willing to help. Unfortunately, a lot of them are just asking for money. And in my opinion, money doesn't solve everything. We're always going to need money for housing or mortgage or utilities or anything like that but sometimes it's more than that that we're needing whether it's you know just a friend to listen to or just um, someone who doesn't make them feel weird sometimes yeah. it's the small things that are free so i think that's, that's just little reminders that especially in the holiday season so it's, it's rough for a lot of people oh yeah it is it's, it's it's the loneliest time of the year for some of us um you know like the week of Christmas, I again initially I was planning on going home because I, I was going to get this big thing. It's like, hey, I can fly home. That's not happening, right? I, I don't know what that's going to look like, like, like for me. Uh, but it's it's a tough time because a lot of people think the holidays is a good time for family, and it can be, but it also can just be a terrible, it, right? And it can be it can be a great time, but it's also a very lonely time. Some people use it as an opportunity to rest, but for a lot of us, it feels like, you know, for a lot of people, I should say, it feels like, you know, we're alone in the world. It like this is one of the, it can be one of the loneliest times in the year. And I think and I mentioned this earlier, veterans, veterans that have served, have seen things and done things that are very hard to relate to for the average person. And that's probably a good thing overall, but at the same time, um, you you got to be you got to understand what that actually is. And I think I think one of the biggest things is, and why I will say this about your series is, it helps people understand. And if you're talking about the littlest things of all, all of us want to be heard and understood. It doesn't matter who we are. That's as human as it gets. And uh, 
I think I think what Byte does, and this is the biggest compliment, maybe and something you you can steal from me liberally, is it helps people understand just what goes through a soldier's head when they come home. That was one of the goals. Yeah. Was just relaying relaying that that the hardest part is the transition part. Yeah. They train soldiers, Marines to do so much that can't even be fathomed by most people. And for those who go across the seas, sometimes they don't know if they're going to make it back. And sometimes you have to force yourself to accept that you're not going home. And then when you do go home, you're like, well, I didn't plan for this. So here I am and we're going to make the best of it. But in that process, people try to treat you like you were before you went across the sea. And so when you've had to live in that mindset that you're going to die, you're probably going to die. The person beside you just died. That, that sticks with you. It doesn't go away. And through all these classes that we get to transition out, go back to school, go back to work like it's normal. Sorry, we don't feel normal. It's, it's not, you know, black and white as most people prefer it to be. Oh, you served. Thank you for your service. All right. Now you go to school. Now you go to work. Now you start a family. You know, the whole society-based propaganda, I don't know what to call it, but that's not for everybody. And even if they do have a family, especially on holidays when you're forced to be around family, that's, that just makes it more hard. Because how do you relate? Because you're not that person anymore. And they don't exactly. understand you. And that's what this book yeah. does, is it helps bridge that gap. So it helps bridge that gap for people to see. So if you are, if you have anyone that serves, you should definitely check the series out. And how can people find you if they want to find you? Well, for me, I am on uh, Facebook, Fight with Betsy Ross, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok Which, now. Yeah, you're on TikTok now? Uh, yeah, I'm on TikTok now, and right now it sucks because I feel old. I'm like, I don't know how to use any of this, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I, 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 I'm just gonna put your Facebook group up for people to see. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, All right. I do now have my website again at fightwithbetsyross.com. Fightwithbetsyross.com. Ah, <laughs> I hit I hit a button I shouldn't have hit there. <laughs> Betsyross.com. All right. There we go. Yes. I almost I, I oh that's not quite right either. I hit I yeah yeah yeah. yeah. They gave me an award, Betsy. They, they 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 gave me an award for this stuff. <laughs> See, like I say, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Prestige is not everything. So ever check out, ladies oh, and gentlemen, check out check 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 out her website, fightwithbetsyrots.com. Check out the fight series. I'm looking forward to the gangsters myself when it's done. Uh, I'm definitely gonna check that out. But for everybody watching, everybody Good. listening. So this, folks, is my last week of doing podcasts for the year. Uh, with everything coming kind of happening with me, I'm going to be quite busy for the next little bit. And I got to kind of rebrand myself. If you want to support me, you can do so a bunch of different ways. I have a bunch of episodes of the podcast that have not been released, are slowly being released in the regular, in the regular rotation uh, right now on my Patreon. You can definitely like if you want to support me. 
five bucks a month. There's a bunch, there's right now 10 hours of content there. More is going to be added very shortly, plus drawings, stories, and other things. You have to check that out. I have other things coming up this week. Like I said, it's going to be kind of a revamp, this this a revamp and a reinvestment of some of the things I've done. As, as I've mentioned before, I've gotten my butt kicked, but I've got some things coming up. I've got a Kickstarter service. I might even be doing a little bit of a course. We'll see how that all works out. But I want to thank Betsy for coming on the show. So I thank you. Thank you. And for everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. And I'll see you next time. Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC, hosted by Chanel Bostic. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Josh. Josh.